drop. All the hands will take you on a journey just a piece at a time. Delve into the mystery and wonderment. We can blow your mind. Every question will be answered. Nothing will be as it seems. At the turn of a page, you'll be amazed. You will cream your jeans. great song oh well it's just a great song it's just a great song it's just great you know it's just what? great everything's just great, great. <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> uh, have you heard the overbooked theme song uh no oh you simply must <laughs> you simply must i think we've said it clearly enough you simply <laughs> must oh that ac is kicking on is that what's happening is it mm-hmm. gonna smell like popcorn again Ooh, i hope so oh god what a treat mm-hmm. well we can just jump right in and say that you're listening to overbooked yeah i'm jinx and i'm steven and guess what alicia gone Whoa. She's not gone. She's just not here right now. And instead, in her stead, is Leo Cardoza. That's me. That's my name. From uh, Star Trek Sex. Hi. Mm -hmm. And it certainly does. (laughs) (laughs) I think they've proven it by now. I think I'm I'm the one in charge of arguing that Star Trek doesn't suck on our podcast. Jack is the one who doesn't like it. So is that is that a hard I'm, job you have? I'm here to defend Star Trek. It sometimes is. Yeah. We're only just now getting into season three, which season two is a real big turd. Oh God. Uh, are you just? Are you going to be going? <clears throat> I can't, uh, remind me. Are you going to be going into like the subsequent series? So we are doing Next <laughs> Generation uh, from start to finish. But then we've also done uh, some bonus content where we kind of branch out into uh, other stuff from gotcha. the Star Trek universe, and we'll see. Have you watched Picard? I have watched Picard. Jack has not seen it. I've also been watching Discovery, um, but uh, Jack hasn't seen any of those. Um, we've done a couple of bonus episodes from Deep Space Nine and from original series and uh, a couple of the movies. Um, we have sworn up and down that we will never touch Voyager because Voyager is absolute garbage. Uh, <sighs> Seems like the, this think, is a lot. Of I think Star the Trek. reason I could never get into Star Trek is because there's like just so much of it where it's just yeah. like I don't want to. This is just overwhelming. I can't get into this. I watched it's all like of Deep Space Nine last year, and I and Deep Space Nine is officially my favorite Star Trek. Um, and then I tried watching Voyager after. What, what 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 about like Deep Space Eight and Seven? What do you think of those? Um, <laughs> Were they as good as the original? That's now you're getting into the novels, and that's not really. Oh my, my god, there's well, novels. Why is we Deep Space Nine afraid of Deep Space Seven? <laughs> seven, eight, I get it. Uh classic. <laughs> <laughs> That's were you watching this much Star Trek before this endeavor, and you just like were like, well, let's just try this because I'm doing it anyway, or not recently? Um, okay. I had watched it a lot when I was a kid, and and Next Generation was the 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 show that really got me into it because mm-hmm. that was the one that was on air when I was like a teenager. Yeah, um, and so that was kind of the the beginning of my my love of Star Trek, and it was funny because I had an, a neighbor down the street whose parent who's like my best friend when we were in elementary school, and his parents were huge into the original series. And I didn't like it at all. I tried watching it and I was like, this is, what is this? This is, this is this all is weird. weird. This looks terrible. Everything's blue. Everything's very strange. Um, and yeah, so we've gone back and watched some uh, some original series and found some very, uh, there's some some weird shit in that show. Because yeah. it's, it's not as established. I mean, you think about the, like the uh, what, what science fiction television was in the, the 60s and 70s and um, it wasn't nearly as established as as a genre. Although Next Generation suffers from this too. In the first couple of seasons, it really doesn't know what it's doing. Right. Um, is there, it a soap opera? Is it an action? Nobody knows. Yeah, and yeah. and it's but even more so in in original series where there's just like random shit that'll happen. Like there's a, there was a scene in one episode that we watched where this there, uh, there's just uh, a singing scene. Just uh, Uhura just just sings a song in the the cafe uh, mess hall where everybody's oh, eating she okay. sings a song a about how, how hot Spock is mm. <laughs> can, can you blame him no can't blame can't. him no I was really into Star Trek for one year when I was in high school when my marching band played the Star Trek theme music okay that was the year I was really into Star Trek okay my that was it my mom really liked Star Trek the next generation and I was like this seems a lot more boring than Star Wars <laughs> and, then I, <laughs> and then I was out 
<laughs> I, but I do remember I've liked some of the movies. Like mm-hmm. I remember seeing First Contact in theaters and being like, "All right, that's pretty." Cool. First Contact pretty is cool. a pretty good one. Um, and that's the so not a huge fan of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies because they're just action movies that take place in the Star Trek universe. And that's especially why I, like, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> like this doesn't. There's no point in this being Star Trek. And uh, the first right. one was not as bad, but the second one where they had like fucking motocross bikes doing flips and shit. I was like, no, that's not. This isn't. Stop this it. Is how stop, this works. Stop right. it. Stop it. He's a purist. Mm, I yeah. see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, anyway, I I haven't read any Star Trek, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Oh, oh, one light down. One light down. Okay, here oh, we go. Lord. All right, now, now we're on. Now, now we're on very, timer. Now it's very romantic in here, which super is romantic. super appropriate. <laughs> oh, it our, is for our our material this it week. It is our now because we read a fuck book. Listen, not only did we read a fuck book, but we actually read it. Yeah, we did not read it. Leal and I read it, and guess whose idea it was? Alicia's goddamn idea. It was Alicia's yeah. fucking idea. <laughs> yep. Did she read any of this book? We'll never know. We'll never know. If if we can judge by precedent, I guess we can say no. I mean, we could have just had her call in. That's true. She could have just called in and give us at least why did she want to do this. That's yeah. too late now. You can't edit audio. <clears throat> That's yeah, true. It's Once all live. Set yeah. stone. Set it's stone. all done. Mm-hmm. It's all done. It's one of the downsides of the podcast format is that there's just no way to make changes afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. why I like it. It's just the the permanence of it all. Um, so yeah, we read a Chuck Tingle. We read a book by Mr. Chuck Tingle. Charles. Charles. <laughs> Charles Tingle. <laughs> if you nasty. What's the name of the book? I don't. Harriet have Porber and the Bad Boy. Para, oh God! I Parasol- was I, I tried so hard. Parasolophilus. I don't think it's Parasolopolis. It's Parasolophus. 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 Wow. We are really. It, it feels Parasol- like it should be Parasolophus. Parasolophus. No, I think you're putting an extra L in. No, no. P a r a s a U R O L O P H Fuss. Parasaurolophus. 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 Okay. Okay. You're Harriet adding Porber. an extra now. Yes. <laughs> Harriet Porber and the bad boy Parasaurolophus. Yes. There it is. Yeah. By Trans Wizard Harriet Porber. Yeah. Trans Wizard. It's and a so long the, title. It is, it is extremely long. It's even longer than a Harry Potter title. Can, uh, yeah. Can I? <clears throat> Just start this off. I yes. so I didn't read any of this, okay. um, but I did go and look at Chuck Tingle's other. Uh, yes. I, I looked at Chuck Tingle's bibliography. Uh-huh. Have either of you looked at? I've got I it did, right here. If yeah, I, I would absolutely love for you guys to read. Can some I of the pick titles. what I think is your favorite one? <laughs> because I already had it picked out. Okay. Yes. Schrodinger's butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Damn it. wasn't. That's not my favorite. Shit. Okay. All right. What? Okay. What? What do you got? Um. I. Okay. Oh shoot. It's right. Let me. Um. Let me just take one second because I. The. Um. The one that I really liked was. Um. You go ahead and search. I'm just going to pick a couple at yeah, random off of the off off of the list here. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the state of California stalks my gay butthole. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Oppressed in the butt by my inclusive holiday coffee cups. <laughs> okay. Eight Bigfoot buckaroos hate my butt and pound it. Okay, wait, I've got one. President Donald Loch Ness Trump pounds America's butt. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I found the I found okay. my favorite. What is it? Pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it's yeah, because it reminds just... me of that Simpsons quote from the Treehouse of Horror episode where Bart can control. It's like the Twilight Zone where Bart can, can uh-huh. like control things with his mind. And he prank calls Mo, and Mo's like, "Hey, everybody! I'm a stupid moron, and my butt stinks, and <laughs> I like to I sniff like, my like, own butt." Yeah, found <laughs> <laughs> it in the butt by my own butt. By my yeah. own butt. Now Chuck Tingle's first. Um, published erotica was my billionaire triceratops craves gay ass mm-hmm. that was his first published work yeah it seems like chuck tingle's really into uh but into butt di- stuff dinosaurs yeah, yeah. dinosaurs dinosaur yeah. Butt yeah. Stuff. yeah dinosaurs and butt stuff not are, pounded in the butt by anything and that's okay <laughs> 
Um, his other novels, because he only has three novels, most of, he mostly does short stories. So his mm-hmm. other novels are Helicopter Man Pounds Dinosaur Billionaire Ass mm-hmm. and But Again, The Final Days of Pounding Ass. But okay. I get it. Yeah. All right. Now, just to give readers an idea of what kind of what kind of work Chuck Tingle does, I have a list here of the um, list of things that Chuck Tingle's narrators have had sex with. Okay. Okay. They include the state of California, <laughs> glazed donuts, Bigfoot mm-hmm. pirates, a gay unicorn biker, Donald Trump's attempt to avoid plagiarism accusations, a Starbucks Christmas cup. Velociraptors from Outer Space, The British Pound, Existential Dread, A Vampire Night Bus, His Own Books, and Press About His Own Books. <laughs> yep. That's, it's so meta. It's very meta. There's a lot of meta. Yeah. There's is, a lot of meta going on yeah, the, in this the, one. The meta element is, 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 very, is a very, very big part of the Harriet Porber story. Now, we should say that the reason that we wanted Leal to read this in comment is because Leal has historically been a Harry Potter fan. Yes. Oh, I see. And so we wanted to see what Leal's take was on the bigger message of the book, but also the minutia of the of the book. Right. So yeah. I and, and it, it took me a minute and I was initially frustrated by it because <clears throat> yeah, when you're I think if you're when you're doing parody of, you know, existing work, there's a certain degree of like the parody is improved by knowing about the source material. Right. Um, and Chuck Tingle clearly doesn't no. know anything <laughs> about the Harry Potter world. And, I, and at that point, I like it, I got frustrated for a bit because I was like, well, why did you even bother making this? A, you could have just made this one of your other things and mm-hmm. not called it a Harry Potter thing. And then I remember that uh, J.K. Rowling is a famous transphobe. Um, and that's the entire reason that this book exists yeah, and why it's the, whole point why the, the two main characters are, are both uh, trans. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, it was fine. <clears throat> that and, uh, well, I thought I thought you would have an interesting take on just the statement of the book. Mm-hmm. But also you're our resident animal sexpert. Yeah, I am. So the fact that the main character mm-hmm. is having sex with a dinosaur, I thought maybe you would have some. Specifically animal genitalia is my right. area. That's your specialty. Ne- not necessarily <laughs> the actual act of copulation, but just the physical genitalia. Mm-hmm. That's my, my well, area. I was one impressed and confused by how little erotica there actually was in this book. Yeah, there's only like two sex scenes. Yeah, there's only two or three sex scenes. It really wasn't that much. But then I found myself getting really caught up on how a dinosaur can suck a dick. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. Well, they just don't seem to have the the like facial dexterity that would be necessary, I feel, to create the proper suction. Uh, You know who really blows past any any limitations on like physicality? Because he's he's got two characters who are uh, sentient motorcycles. He yeah. does not describe them physically at all other than saying like their hair color or whatever. And he kind of describes how they move, but it's still literally impossible to imagine what they actually look like because they're also all human size. So there's uh, yeah, there's a dinosaur, a there's sentient motorcycles, there's a unicorn, mm-hmm. there's a couple other uh, like humanoid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and there is very little uh, description given to like how that works. But with animals, you kind of just go, okay, it's a it's an animal. human, yeah. but it, it, you know, it's a human shaped version of that animal. And it's not that hard to imagine, but yeah, you've got two sentient motorcycles, which I don't, and which they have like, faces, they, 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 have talk, faces, they have faces and, and they, they bleed motor oil and they drive cars and they drive cars, which makes no sense because they have wheels. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I kind of look at it like, as like, uh, like it's like Futurama. I mean, in Futurama, okay. there's a whole episode about robosexuality where humans and robots are falling in love with each other, uh-huh. and they're not—they're not like they don't spend a lot of time talking about like no, but <laughs> the in functionality how, of it, how Bender and Amy can copulate, right? Yeah. But in I'm that okay case, with that. like they just—they just make them all humanoid, and you just go, okay, they have yeah. the robot's dick is where the human's dick would have been, and it's and you just kind of. There's just yeah. not a lot of like I universe just, it, the, building yeah, that, the, that contributes to understanding those characters. Yeah, and the motorcycle thing was really the one that stuck I in was my hung up stuck on out of my head. So I was like, I do not know what these things look like. No, what are they? I, I don't lost. understand. They just have wheels instead of feet. I pictured them like upright motorcycles, mm-hmm. right? But then they're like balancing on the back on the wheel? back wheel. Yeah, and then they can go down and drive because that's the only way they could drive a car. 
that I did yeah I don't know I'm like doing it like I'm one of them well what about like that animated like Robin Hood movie where he's a fox there's like horses in that movie that are like carrying like pulling around the carriages uh-huh mm-hmm. so they're just treated like animals but like but all the other animals but all the are animals are driving yeah. the carriages yeah hmm like, interesting I guess we're getting into like some socio <laughs> <laughs> political oppression that was happening in the Robin Hood Kingdom that's the thing I forcing... wanna, because here's the thing that's weird after I did some research about Chuck Ching okay first off we need to back up you need to give a quick summary of what this book is about okay so um, I feel like we got it from the title <laughs> first of all I'm convinced <laughs> there's that, more I'm convinced that the like the 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 kernel of this book uh, the idea of it came from is autobiographical and that the author was having a hard time uh, coming up with a with something for his book and he went somewhere like to get away uh-huh. and then had this and was inspired to come up had with this, this whole thing. story. Okay. So the story is the narrator uh, is a wizard. And so, yeah, the the world building is very strange. Yeah, so the whole wizard world is the, different. The, 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 yeah, the, the way things work in this wizard world is that um, like you come up with a spell and it becomes it's like a pop song. You publish um, it and then people <clears> buy it. Yeah. And um, so the narrator has had one successful spell. Which at the time of writing this, Chuck Tingle had one, had finished one novel. Right. So he had been writing short stories for for ages, but he had finished one novel when he uh, presumably started writing this. Um, And then, uh, so she goes off to uh, an island off the coast of England, Uh um, meets a bad boy parrot. Oh, bad boy dinosaur. Um, Parasaurolophus. Parasaurolophus. Yeah. That's Parasaurolophus. Parasaurolophus. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and uh, and he's, of course, initially a dick, and he has two uh, motorcycle girlfriends, and then uh, they fall in love and uh, make music together. Now, the dinosaur is mm-hmm. Snape Reznor, yeah. who you may know from the famous bard band spellcasting bard band seven inch nails mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's the other thing she so he, don't know where that comes from he um <laughs> i don't get the reference i don't understand he fairly clumsily and lazily just pulls a couple of like minor eleven uh, elements uh from the the real world and from the harry potter world uh just to like shoehorn him in there to remind you that we're talking that this is a harry potter so he's got so two of the characters are named uh Braco and delatrix um, but they are, they bear no other resemblance to Draco Malfoy and Bellatrix Lestrange. Um, there's a waitress at the local uh, restaurant that they go to whose name is Gobby. Um, but again, no similarity right. to Dobby. There's no other connection Bumble, other than the name. Bumblebore. Yeah, yeah. Her security guard is called Bumblebore. It's not Bumblehore. No, and there's even like a, <clears throat> there's a line in there that where Bumble, Bumblebore just says out of nowhere, I just wanted to tell you that I'm gay because I didn't want it to come back later after a after several readings and subtext and then people finally figure it out. I'd rather just state it from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah. yeah. So the breaking of the fourth wall is very active, and part of that is that Snape is his his magical thing is meta magic, uh-huh. which just is the power to. Acknowledge the fact that this is all happening in a book. That's like, yeah, that's his whole magical power <laughs> is that he can sing a song and you'll suddenly realize that things are happening around you and it's in a book. Yep. <laughs> that's okay. That's cool. That's not, is it? I it's, mean, if you're not in a book, it's not a very useful power. Yeah. It's like Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool <laughs> knows he's, he breaks the fourth wall all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I There's precedent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty much the, the whole story. So they go back and forth with her not liking him and not liking him. And then they finally have sex and then they, yeah. you know, have and to he have keeps a fight. Saying, I'm a bad boy because I'm written this way. Yeah. Like this is how it was written by Chuck Tingle. Mm-hmm. And so I have to break your heart. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It seems like a very like post, like post social media, post social media type of humor and erotica. Yes, you know, like everything's kind of like it seems like everything's like referential mm-hmm. and like an inside joke. Like it's kind of a meme. Like the whole thing. Yes. is kind of yeah, a meme. No, it Chuck, kind of is. Yeah, Chuck Tingle's writing is memeish just yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah, and it's all. Which I'm I'm cool. With, I'm I'm all right with that. Like, yeah. I I'm not gonna like in the same way that I wouldn't judge like 
a B horror movie for like its lack of character development. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same, yeah. yeah, same kind of thing. I, I don't know if I would necessarily judge <laughs> Trans Wizard, Harriet Porber, and the Bad Boy Parasol Office. Parasol. <laughs> parasol. Parasol Office. Parasol An adult romance novel on like the same level <laughs> as I would like. <laughs> A different book. Yeah, you, know? no, you, right. you absolutely have to, you know, give it a, a, a grain of salt. Um, and I and I was I went into it obviously willing to to do that. Mm-hmm. The only time that it was frustrating was in you know situations like the motorcycles or when there's like there's a shitload of typos in here. A lot of typos. <laughs> oh, that, oh yeah. yeah, that would drive me nuts. A lot of like, them. And actually, not even not not necessarily typos. What it is is that there are things that like an auto spell check wouldn't catch. So it's like the wrong tense, yeah. or it's you know open instead of opening or something like that. It's obvious so that it's no, just, one, yeah, no one, yeah, nobody, this. nobody. Chucky. read it very closely Chucky uh, you gotta if you're gonna be putting a book out on this level you gotta hire <laughs> an editor hire an editor yeah. please I love that even though it's so stupid because it really is so it's very stu- stupid um, I love that it's still like making a political point and that it, he makes such a point to say things just outright like you know you can still have characters that are beloved even though even though the person writing them is a terrible person yeah like, yeah, no, it's like it's it, it is says, a fucking letter to J.K. Rowling, oh, yeah. and and it's a letter to to Harry Potter fans, because um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, as a Harry Potter fan uh, now, you've got to be like, you've got to be able to, to to compartmentalize and be like, okay, I like the books, and, and that's uh, it. I'm just gonna ignore <laughs> everything awful that uh, that J.K. Rowling yeah. has gone on to do and so continues to do. Are the are Harry Potter fans <clears throat> like? still kind of like holding out hope a little bit for jk jk rowling that she might like in the future kind of like come around and be like "Eh, yeah i fucked up because i mean i guess i i can only speak for myself i certainly would always be hoping that somebody's going to come around and realize um you know the the error of their their positions and she's she falls into the what i think is it seems harmless and it's easy for people to um, kind of glaze over it. So I don't know how much of an issue it is for all of like Harry Potter fandom um, because like she she does this turf thing where um, she's like, no, 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 I, I, I think that trans women are fine or whatever. Um, but also but I, they're not women. I deeply believe that they are um, that uh, there are men out there who are just putting on dresses and going into bathrooms to rape little girls. Right. And that's a bigger problem than acknowledging the humanity of trans women. Um, so we need to deal with this whole uh, non-existent men in, issue. Yeah, men <laughs> yeah. in dresses doing bathroom rapes before we before we before we can talk about whether or not trans women are valid individuals. Um, and yeah, it's so it's one of those like really insidious things because uh, it seems harmless as opposed to somebody saying, you know, trans women should just be murdered or like actual physical violence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like every, the, it, people are people in general are much more likely to be like, hey, that's not an OK thing to say right. if you're calling for, for violence on, you know, any uh, any any marginalized group. Um, but but what's insidious is that when people who seem sensible and reasonable are willing to accept and believe, you know, things that are are damning and are dangerous. Um, it just it makes it it's it's that 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 slippery slope thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why I that's it's so frustrating with with J.K. Rowling. It's especially frustrating because she seemed like such a like champion of. I mean, like making Dumbledore gay was is like oh was absolutely like a huge yeah. deal. And it reminds me of like uh, like Morrissey. Because mm-hmm. Morrissey has like all these like real right. like all his lyrics are like so tender and so like uh, funny and a lot of times they're like really really sensitive and then later in life Morrissey's like <laughs> just becomes like a racist yeah yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. piece of shit and you're like oh it's like how did how did you how, even yeah how did you say like such kind things before and now you're just like a turd. <laughs> Just a turd. And I yeah. genuinely think that J.K. Rowling fans are not like the type of person who would read those books and uh, and really get into them um, are not going to be very likely to just glaze over it because yeah, she trained so. people like her writing. Like you said, it is all about <clears throat> equality. And she just she has a blind spot where where trans people are. But she clearly shows through her writing that she that, that she understands the concepts of, of equality when it comes to sexual orientation and to and, and race and culture and all that stuff, because that's what it's all about. I mean, the 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 um, Death Eaters are a clear analog for fascism. 
And the the whole world that she builds is all about, you know, acknowledging that, that there's good in everybody and that everybody has rights to, you know, to, to basic quality of life stuff. And um, oh, that yeah, makes it she so much just more disappointing. I know it's such yeah. a fucking bummer that, yeah, she just has this huge fucking blind spot when it when it comes to trans people and has been uh, and is for whatever reason, God knows where she, you know, where, where it started with yeah. her. Um, and it seems I don't know why. If this is just my perception, but it seems to be um, the, a, a kind of pervasive belief amongst uh, English people. Um, is it not that not that pervasive? But the the particular brand of transphobia that she um, keeps pushing, I I, it, I feel like I see it more from um, you know still conservative like the conservative right. end uh, in England. But yeah, this argument where you're just no, we're just being reasonable. We're not saying anything bad should happen to these people. We're just saying that there's probably something horrible that they're going to do, and that uh, and or <laughs> and that some, we should just watch out for that. Yeah, we should just. We yeah. should, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I'm just saying we should keep an eye on them. As Weird. if, as if, like, like cis men don't ever like attack women in bathrooms. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, that happens plenty on its own without the dress. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> What we yeah, need as, that if, for. as if cisgendered men are not are not responsible for most of the crimes. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's look out for these. Let's look out for these. Let's look, these look out for these guys wearing dresses. We know we know they can't do any sex crimes without wearing dresses. Let's keep an eye out for all. <laughs> this, part of it. This hypothetical, theoretical, not yeah. even theoretical, hypothetical uh, crime that we think might be perpetrated by people that are not doing that. Yeah. Well, and so apparently J.K. Rowling's most recent book is basically about like a bathroom rapist. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's too great. Yeah, it's Cause it's that's what really you need fucked to do up. Just yeah, write Steve, something to back yourself yeah, up. Yeah, Stephen can can look it up if you want. But uh, yeah, it's it, that, that's what I've heard about it is that it's basically just a story about this type of person that she <sighs> believes exists. Right. Just write it into being. It's yeah. magic. It's a wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I did find in my Chuck Tingle research that this is a common theme with him of kind of this political, mm -hmm. like these political statements. And I just thought I read this really good article from Vox about Chuck Tingle and about the mythology of Chuck, Chuck Tingle and who he is. Okay. But it has this great quote. It says, for example, in creamed in the butt by my handsome living corn, Tingle opens by addressing the growing politi <laughs> politicization of the agriculture industry. His main character, a farmer, is growing very weary of being wooed by corporate interests. Half a page later, he's oogling a very attractive ear of corn on the cob. Mm -hmm. So he does delve into the po into politics mm -hmm. often. Yeah. Yeah. He well, likes to make a statement <laughs> with his butt. J.K. Rowling, I guess, has written five books under a pseudonym. Um... <clears throat> Robert, Robert Gal Galbraith. Where she get off acting like she's a man? You're totally right. Um, and are all those books just horribly offensive? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I think they're like cop dramas. They're crime fiction. Yeah, that's what it, that. Oh. The, this must be one of the. the it must be one troubled, of the ones. troubled blood. That's her most recent one. Yeah, that might be the one. <laughs> Do you so, want to talk about? It's upsetting. Do you want to talk about chocolate milk? Yeah, let's figure this out. So, Stephen, mm -hmm. um, first of all, because I, I highlighted the first, uh, what I think is the first appearance of chocolate milk, because mm -hmm. it is utterly disgusting. <laughs> because the narrator <laughs> describes getting up in the morning, and for breakfast, she makes herself a cup of chocolate milk and some spaghetti. Which are Chuck, Chuck Tingle's two favorite foods. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. That explains why yes. he put it in there because any other explanation, you're just like, what the fuck kind of monster what are you breakfast? talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing that is extremely bizarre through so the confusing. entire rest of the book, uh, the only thing that I can think is that he, he intends for us to understand that humans don't get drunk on chocolate milk, but magical animal people do. But the, the guys only at thing the bar. that makes sense. The guys at the human? bar are drinking chocolate milk. I think so. Maybe it's like a clockwork orange type milk. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, but they explicitly like that's a. <clears throat> they explicitly say that like the chocolate milk gets you drunk. Yeah, mm -hmm. like chocolate milk works like alcohol. Okay. Um, but she drinks. But she, but she drinks it, it in the morning. Breakfast every morning. Like so every she's day. An alcoholic. So she's an alcoholic mm -hmm. essentially. I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I mean, Snape's trying to get off the chocolate milk. Everybody's trying to get off the chocolate milk. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she's just having a nice cold cup of it every morning. It's really inconsistent, and mm-hmm. also she. Uh, the, oh God damn it! Made me so mad. There's a difference between chocolate milk and hot chocolate, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And she at one point says something about how, about like making chocolate milk. I'm like you didn't. You don't. You don't you, make. You didn't. I mean, you can. I mean, yeah, but, but it just. What I, are you it, talking about? You don't make chocolate milk. Well, well, I mean, you it, don't like mix up a cup of chocolate milk in the morning. I mean, you might, but but yeah, with Hershey's syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but she talks about cooking it. Yeah, uh, like she's making just, it like hot chocolate. Yeah, it's oh, gotcha. It's very strange. It's very, he's very inconsistent with it. Now, here's another spin on Chuck Tingle. His persona and what everyone in the quote unquote literary world mm-hmm. <laughs> knows about Chuck Tingle, that like the character that is this author is supposedly um on the autism spectrum and mm-hmm. schizophrenic. Okay. And lives with his son who takes care of him. This is Chuck Tingle. This is Chuck Tingle. Mm. And who does interviews on his behalf sometimes and Chuck Tingle tweets, but he sounds like an a bot when he tweets and when you read like quotes in this interview that I read he talks like that Hmm. but that he's also always making comments about how handsome his son is so so there's two thoughts here in that either this genuinely and oh and he's a huge Andy Kaufman fan (laughs) okay so there's two thoughts here that either Chuck Tingle is genuinely this person who just by being himself has been has become this like Right. Like defying the odds, kind of weirdo, famous person on the internet. But then the other school of thought is that he's just a character that's been invented by someone who's curating. Yeah, the, this it, whole thing. You throw Andy Kaufman in there, and it makes right. it sound like the guy who is supposedly the son is actually the author, and that that it is just a. But I mean, I definitely have met people on the spectrum who could pull off something like this just by being themselves. We may never know. You know, that who just have like just just enough weirdness and just enough like awareness that they combine that and can make really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's possible. So it could be, but there's but it's never been defined. So there's two different schools of thought on Chuck Tingle. Hmm. Chuck Tingle. Mm-hmm. Mystery. And he always claims to, li- to live in Billings, Montana. Mm-hmm. And whenever he references any public like any press that he's gotten he calls it the billings newspaper no matter what newspaper or magazine it is he always talks about the write-up in the billings newspaper (laughs) okay okay all right right on yeah (laughs) okay so he's kind of david lynchy in a weird way (laughs) can can i tell you the other thing that i found really frustrating in reading the book yes okay so the romance between the two of them progresses really quickly yes and she gets so fucking melodramatic about it and i think i texted you while i was reading this because it's like (laughs) she shows up day one on the island her Mm -hmm. first interaction with him is he's being loud and she goes over there to tell him to shut up and then she finds out that his two girlfriends are the two bitches that she met on the boat right um and then a couple of days go by and yeah the timeline is very strange you never know yeah a couple of days go by and she thinks she might be into him um she can't stop thinking about him even though they only argued that one time yeah yeah um and then uh yeah they eventually meet up and have sex in the woods Uh and she thinks it's gonna go well but then the the bitchy motorcycles uh like screw her over which um, is like a given in the book that the, of like course obviously. they do. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, oh, we're supposed to know that about these motorcycles. Okay. Yeah. Um, can't trust him. But yeah, she's <laughs> just, she's so melodramatic. She's like, oh, I just can't stop thinking. But you yeah. you have known him for like three days, bitch. Well, and I couldn't decide if, if it's being written that way to be more like young adult fiction. Like if it was trying to be more young adult sounding and the simplicity and the like over emotion of it all and the like. Maybe. I don't know. It's just spell crafting and all this stuff. It was just it was so inconsistent as far as like with timeline and where everybody's emotions go and everything. It was it was very frustrating because you just wanted to like I just wanted to smack the narrator. Just like be a goddamn adult. (laughs) Grow up. Grow the fuck up. You have an award winning spell, Harriet. Yeah. Jeez. You I, know, but the message was really good. <laughs> yeah. It really was. No, it, it no, was, I absolutely I'm hearing agree. a lot of hate on here. <laughs> I know, but it was it's cuz it's it really is like 
it's a terrible read, but yet it went really fast. And no, I was kind of long. like entertained. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, this is such a good statement on love just being love. And this is like, it's all just right there. But yet it's it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> I, I see. I feel like in this type of book, <laughs> I don't think I would be looking for any sort of like like consistency or like anything like that like i would <laughs> just be, take it for what i'd it be does. like re, uh, like it'd be like watching a porn right like just like that's what you would think but it's really this really wasn't and i'm taking but from that's his like, other titles that's what that tingles doing though like yes that's, that's kind of what their their wheelhouse is yeah i think this so was like think... chuck tingles political statement <clears throat> yeah. with like some sex thrown in to keep it chuck tingle right well and i also think that uh as a, a you know novels are not his his specialty so i bet most of his other like his short stories and stuff don't suffer from the inability to really build a timeline yeah. as much because they're just not taking it's taking just place over nearly as long of a, yeah. of, of a time span because yeah it's just it's all over the place i assume from the titles his other works are just straight up butt sex <laughs> like i assume that that's what the whole thing is i mean well, i think they they're, do, do blowies and stuff too they get some yeah. blowies yeah. old fashions yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. get the get the old rusty trumpet in there. Um, oh. <laughs> please, please. Now that's this where we a, draw the line on this podcast. This is a family show. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know that I was hoping for more sex, but I got less than what I thought I was going to get. Gotcha. Yeah. See, but yeah, I again, I feel like I would grade this something like this on like a huge. <laughs> curve yes you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you're like right. i'm not i'm not gonna be looking for like harriet porber to be making like rational like thoughtful introspective decisions <laughs> and be like well it's a movie where she's getting freaky with the parasaurol get up oh damn it almost I got know, it like, so close. once i know that yeah anything goes <laughs> I just want to know why the Nine Inch Nails references. Like, why did we? Why is the dinosaur why not? Trent Reznor? I don't understand. Why not? You know what I mean. But why that person? Why? Why not? It, why not just a made up? Mm-hmm. You know, famous wizard rock star. I mean, there are also wizard rock stars in the Harry Potter universe. She could have just taken one of those people and there changed are? his name slightly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't she just do that? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. He must I don't have know. a thing. What with the well, spaghetti think, like and chocolate said, milk, he probably has a thing for nine inch nails. Yeah, that's that's okay. realistically probably the, the the case, and I wouldn't be surprised to find that he uh, like that there are other nine inch nails references and other and so, other, uh, books. other works works of his. Like, like maybe the whole in space final raptor chapter butt invasion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the butt invasion is just all of the lyrics to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking to see if I, I pounded myself in the butt today to see if I still feel. <laughs> <laughs> I focus on getting pounded in the butt. The still, only thing that's real. Oh, we still. did talk about how he was nominated for a Hugo Award for what? a short story. He and was? I, well, yes, but I found out in this article that he was nominated by this really sexist, racist um, group as a joke oh. to like mess with the Hugo Awards right. and so people were saying like you should drop out of this because a real writer should and he was like no I'm not going to drop out of it and so he remained in the running he didn't win a Hugo oh. Award obviously yeah. but That's too bad. but he was nominated well good oh. for him and he used it as a as I guess a platform to denounce those people so. mm-hmm. yeah right on Good, good he for, seems like a good guy. Yeah, Chuck, you're doing you're doing the right stuff. Yeah, Chuck I mean that's Tingle. definitely that definitely seems to be the uh, at least one of the kind of core pieces of, of what he tries to do with his writing is to <laughs> a button in the mist. <laughs> saw that one. Button in the mist. There's but, something yeah, I mean, in like, the mist. The spirit of this story, like like Jinx said, is uh, one to yeah to divorce characters from the people yeah. who write them. Um, which I again, when I when I read that part, I wasn't thinking about J.K. <laughs> Rowling. So I was like, "Is he talking about himself? Is he talking about no. how he's a bad person and his characters can be okay?" I was hysterical because I think Leo had been reading this book for like three days at this point, and he messages me and is like, "I just realized." Yeah, <laughs> this whole note. Like, oh I was God. almost done. I I did not realize until I was almost done that this was yeah that this was a this letter to J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I mentioned uh, Space Raptor Butt Invasion, but there are sequels to that. Space Raptor Butt Redemption and Space Raptor Butt Ascension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, case, in case you want to find out. 
what happens there. A lot of dinosaurs. Okay, so tell me this, uh, because I highlighted this because I was like, why the hell are you writing this? And tell me if there's something that I've missed here. She writes this whole thing about sea glass. Um, Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, so um, she says... I've been collecting sea glass that washes up on shore, a beautiful phenomenon that always makes me chuckle over the sheer irony of how it comes to be. People always see this multicolored glass worn down into soft round shapes as a natural part of the coastline, but that couldn't be farther from the truth. Who does, who thinks that? Yeah. Everybody knows what sea glass is. And then she goes on to glass, sea glass is created when beach going partiers throw their empty bottles out into the water or crack them open over rocks in a drunken stupor. The tide inevitably comes in and she uses it as a metaphor for Snabe and how he's like, gets better and blah, blah, blah. Like that's why for there. a metaphor, but there but was like, nothing. Wh- who doesn't know how sea glass? We all, everybody. What? I don't know what you're talking about, Harriet. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know what you're talking about. It's the same reason that this dinosaur can be so toned. How many time just, times does oh the narrator God. mention how toned this she dinosaur talks is? About his <laughs> fucking body. Constantly. Well, is it banging? It is. It is but it's banging. always the same words. He's always toned and muscular. Yeah. And his muscles what are a, rippling a, underneath rippling. his shirt. and Yeah. yeah. And his what scaly muscle, scaly pecs. Yeah. Sca- and tattoos. Scaly oh, tattoos. muscles and tattoos. He's covered yeah. in tattoos. What tattoos? Uh, she does not describe. <laughs> oh, say it slower. <laughs> is, I like, she talks just about his long, um, his long, luxurious black hair. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at the cover of the book, he has this weird like black bob. Yeah, he's got like a page boy. Yeah, like a weird... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like a Dorothy Hamill. Haircut. Which I guess that's long for a dinosaur. I guess. I mean, I didn't even you know. know they had hair. I mean, so. this one does. I he, still ca- I'm still caught up on dinosaurs giving blowjobs. I don't know how it can happen. Well, yeah. Ma- anything with a mouth can give a blowjob. <laughs> well, not really. I mean, if yeah. you don't have lips, you're not going right? to Right? That's the part I don't... And all those teeth? Like, that seems very dangerous. I mean, let's be real. It's mostly about the tongue anyway. <laughs> right? I mean, let's be honest, I mean, but if you can't create suction, let's stop fucking you're around. already out of the game. Oh, and they... <laughs> no, I don't, well, I don't stand by that. Well, now, <laughs> a couple of things that we that we found out about uh, Parasaurolophus mm-hmm. is that they are vegetarians. Yes. Um, which is not, which is contrary to the way that uh, Tingle writes this because he's always talking about how he eats bloody rare steaks. Bloody rare steaks. But the but actual then. dinosaur is is uh, an herbivore, <coughs> which means they wouldn't have a bunch of big sharp teeth, so better for sucking uh, lady dick. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Now, it does when he is turning his life around and being a better person, his refrigerator is full of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So maybe meat is just like another vice to him mm-hmm. if we want to look deeper into it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't think we should, probably. <laughs> no, I think we should keep going. We should <laughs> really dig into, maybe read some more of it. <laughs> well. I, I won't. Yeah. I've never, I, I've never, it just doesn't, written erotica is just not, it's not for me. <laughs> no, not at all. And I also have never really cared about Harry Potter. I, I, I read the first Harry Potter, maybe I read the first three, like in elementary school. No, I read part of the fourth one. I, I read part of all the first four. I didn't read all of them, though. But I never cared. I always yeah. thought, like, wizardry was stupid. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of the books, and no, I don't No like offense, it. Leo. I'm just I'm saying. I'm offended. I don't, because it's just like, the action is all just like pointing wands at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the way, and especially. And it's like, what makes you, for some reason, <laughs> Harry is more magical? Why? Yeah. Why is that the case? Midichlorians. But yeah, exactly. Probably. Well, at least like before midichlorians came along, like with the force, it was like anybody can be as strong with the force as they want to be just through like, like becoming more like one meditating, with the, meditating, meditating and, harder. Yeah. Yeah. Meditating harder. <laughs> yeah. And just because like, you know, uh, but with Harry Potter, he's like just good at, he's just innately good at magic more than like everybody else and it's like why because he's, he's just, just born with it well and the thing is when you reread get, them yeah. well he was he <sighs> really isn't he's oh. insanely lucky he's not better at magic than anybody else he's he gets insanely lucky and then because I, I that's a great story to I've, yeah. <laughs> I've reread them i mean she doesn't she doesn't describe it as being lucky she does definitely like play the line that that harry potter is uniquely gifted and mm-hmm. but the only thing that's special about him at the end of the day is the fact that 
Um, He's got a scar. Yeah, basically that Voldemort <laughs> tried to kill him, and that made him that like caused a connection between the two of them, and that's the only reason that that that, that exists. Um, See, I don't like anything where people have wizard names or any kind of like animal familiars for the most part. Mm. Other than vampires. Yeah. We already covered that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just think like, I think, I think magic is like, I mean, sometimes it's cool. Like I think Dr. Strange is cool, but that's Mm -hmm. all like all that magic is just like trippy 70s. Like we're on, we're on acid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's draw some crazy shit. Right, right. But Harry Potter, it, like that type of magic. And I also don't really like, I'm not really into like Lord of the Rings and like that type of fantasy neither. stuff either or Game of Thrones. It's because the funny no, names. You. Anytime there's funny names that are hard to pronounce, I don't like it. I, well, or dragons. And I'll give you one of the things about Harry Potter that's always bothered me is what you're talking about, the wands thing. Because eventually it doesn't, especially in the movies, it gets to the point where the wands are like guns. Like they're fighting yeah. with each other and they're like, you know, supposedly they're flinging spells at each other. But you will like like fling a spell at somebody and you miss and he explodes a wall or yeah. some shit. Oh. And like all the spells that we know of are, you know, like things to, I mean, there are spells that can explode things but usually like when two people are fighting they're either trying to disarm each other or uh, like stun each other or kill each other and like if you apparently miss somebody with a stunning spell you can knock the head off of a statue or some oh, shit and you're just, just like that stun doesn't the head right off the statue. <laughs> what makes it what makes different spells harder than any other spell so like why couldn't you just have us like come up with a spell where you were like I point my wand straight up into the earth and then everything in a 20, 20 yard radius just turns to mush. Right. Well, Voldemort's done for. That, <laughs> Easy. <laughs> yeah. That actually is answered uh, in Harry Potter and actually in Harriet Porber. Oh. Um, because oh. her whole spell writing thing um, is, uh, and, and I actually did appreciate kind of how um, how Tingle writes that because what she's trying to do is write this, uh, write a spell that does like this big thing. So she's got to come, she's got to bring together like all of these different elements. Um, and that's how the magic works. So it's like an incantation and it's not like, so the, the actual performance of the spell, uh, in both in here and in, in Harry Potter, it's just saying a couple of words, but behind the scenes, what's going on in your mind, uh, is that you have to focus on, you know, on a particular thing or a thought or whatever, you know, there's like, there's a defensive spell in Harry Potter and, and in order to make it work, you have to be thinking about a really happy memory. And then that creates a thing that scares off bad guys. Um, and there's shit like that. So that's what, sorry, you can't, you can't, you, please do not have such a straight, serious face telling me that the, the way they come up have to do their defensive spells is by coming up with a, what did you say? It's a really, a re- yeah, a really set, happy memory. Really happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's J- how J.K. You, Rowling's not a good writer. That's, that's how you scare <laughs> off. That's how you scare off dementors, which dementors are floating cloaked hooded figures that suck your soul out through your mouth. And uh-huh. the way that you get oh. them to stop is, is you think of a really happy place. Yeah. You say yeah, you, we're talking you, about- you go to your mind castle. But why, why, so <laughs> is that specific for that spell, or is it just like with yeah, every that, spell you have to go to your happy place? No, there are, but you have to be thinking about like a particular thing for most spells. Like you okay. have to be kind of concentrating on how it's going to work, and there's like, you know, and then you do the mechanics, of and the then spell. You, and then yeah. you like wave your wand, and so there's a there's a small aspect that's like literally how you wave the wand affects mm-hmm. how well the spell works. Um, but there's also like but what's why, going on. Like why the, aren't they coming trying to come up with like spells that could just like van- instantly vanquish them? Like why I mean, don't they do have that? But it's so why don't they use because that? they're just too powerful. Man. They're forbidden. They have magic that's too powerful. Yeah, they're <laughs> why are they forbidden? Because that's shit? how it's written. Are, this is why fantasy because stupid. they're all, the, no the, okay. The forbidden spells. <laughs> the forbidden spells. <laughs> the forbidden spells Stop. are the killing. The killing spell. Which uh, is Avada Kedavra, which you have oh to God, you have just, to really kill us. you have to really mean it in order for it to kill somebody. You have to really want them to die, or it won't work. Uh, and then there's another. Uh, we could never do that one. There's a there's a well, another one of the forbidden spells is like basically taking over somebody's body, like putting them under your control, and they have to do what you say. So they have come up with these more advanced magic things. There's just laws about how you can use them. Yeah. But yeah. Voldemort. The unforbi- un- unfo- <laughs> Get him. Un- the unforgivable curses is what they're called. But but oh. can't why why are not why are Harry and Hermione and Ron not just trying to come? What prevents a wizard from coming up with their own spells? Why can't they just be like, well, we know what makes this spell work and this spell work. Why can't we just like <laughs> extrapolate those elements and come up with a new spell that we that's not one of the forbidden spells that we can use against Voldemort? 
They do kind of do that, and they do. They look up old spells. But is it just? But do they just look up out of the shoot lightning out of their wand? <laughs> like yeah. that's what it seems from <laughs> the things that I've seen from the movies. Is just like Harry Potter doing like a point break like dive with yeah. his wand while he's just like <laughs> shooting bolts out of it, and it's just like. <laughs> What yeah, is- I mean that's that's just uh, a problem with 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 trying to make wand magic look like an action movie. And that's just yeah, how it's that's, that's yeah. just how it's gonna happen. I get it, I get yeah. it. But I just I, I've I'm just I've never been a fan of Harry, Harry Potter or any of that fantasy stuff. I feel really. like you have the same attitude about Harry Potter that I have about adults who get like strep throat or an ear infection where I just think it's childish and stupid <laughs> and I don't understand why. <laughs> I feel that they way about it. adults who, I, I kind of feel that way about adults who get mono. <laughs> <laughs> like if an adult like, had to get their tonsils taken <laughs> out, I would be like, shut up. <laughs> so stupid. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have strep throat. <clears throat> what are you, 12? Yeah, I know. What is this, junior high? Come on. <laughs> What about pink eye? Oh my like god! That's, that's a very so juvenile. easily avoidable. Come yeah, on, yeah. grown Just ups w- with pink eye. You've yeah. been eating butt. We all know. <laughs> I eat butt with my eye. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a Chuck <laughs> Tingle book. <laughs> <laughs> I eat butt with my eye. I eat butt with my eye. <laughs> yeah. um, I just noticed that this one title of a book is not three separate titles. Okay. It's really long. I thought it was three separate titles, but it is actually Pharma Pharma Bro Pounded <laughs> in the Butt by T Rex comedian Paul Murky and a clan of Triceratops rappers Mur- trying to get their album back. That's the entire title of <laughs> the book. I like comedian Paul Murky. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, T-Rex I can't, comedian Paul Murky. I can't Bill think Murky. of who th- who that's referencing, but I know he's talking about Martin Shkreli and Wu Tang Clan. Bill Murray. Was Bill Murray involved in that? I don't know, but he's pounding Farmer Bro in the ass on this one, and mm-hmm. he's a T Rex. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the dinosaurs have sex differently. I mean, not in his books. It doesn't seem like you don't think so. No. To me, it seems like even that could be a metaphor for like the people who are like dudes, dudes doing it. How does that even work? You know? And it's like, it just oh, does. true. Yeah, you know? you're right. It just does. They make it work. Damn it. You know what right. I mean? Because <laughs> I've heard like the talk, like, you know, the commentary from like the bigots of the world being like, how does that even work? You know? Like, yeah. Putting, you... putting their fingers together. <laughs> <So> yeah. <it's laughs> like, how do like, you know whose know. penis is going to eat the other one? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Maybe they just rub them against each other. That's I'm it, sure it, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to know so much? It seems to be working. Yeah. I find that's one of the things I find they so infuriating. Uh, but and it, and it kind of it makes sense how it comes up because, like, it's not the way that you do it. And so when you see people that you know have different equipment, like if if two people appear to be have you know the same uh, the same components that you are used to, you're like, okay, they probably fuck the same way that I do. But then when you see two men or two women. You're like, well, wait, but they you need a you need a dick for that. You can't do that without a dick. How do you? <laughs> what do you even do if you don't have a? What do you? You got two dicks, and that's too many dicks. You just need the one. The one. What dick are you and doing with all. the? What, what's the? I mean, sure, one guy might go in the other guy, but then what's the other guy's dick gonna do? You can't. Yeah, bend, I just. You can't. <laughs> just they can't both be in each other at the same time. Trying, I'm trying to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other guy's dick gonna do? I don't know. Read a book. <laughs> Relax. I just, I just feel like that, like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, they, they just do. I don't yeah, know. No, it's no, a that's meaningless a really good argument. Yeah, that's yeah. totally what it is. Because it's like yeah. if and it's if it's two dinosaurs, and I'm saying this very sincerely, mm-hmm. if these two dinosaurs are in love, and they need to do something to make it work, you you're gonna make it work. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? you're gonna figure and it out. <laughs> it's funny because T Rex arms are not. I feel like uh, my co-host on We Do Keanu, Dylan Haas, uh-huh. has uh, like greatly uh, improved my like empathy, or not even empathy, but just like understanding of how like squashing like any like <laughs> I like questions I would have about it because I can just hear him being like. Dude, when you want to have sex, when you want to fuck somebody, you're just going to make it work. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, the <laughs> maybe the Triceratops isn't that good at eating butt because of the head shape. Maybe yeah, that's maybe a problem. Not. Maybe yeah. that's a problem but, for him. But, but, you know, he's got other things that he can do. They bring in a surrogate. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Blade Runner 2049. They can bring in a surrogate. <laughs> I know all about this. We all got hands. Yeah. You do yeah. a lot of stuff with hands. I mean, let's just be let's just be real. Anybody <laughs> can do the thing. Yeah. Can do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And right. If, right. If you're if you're two consenting sentient motorcycles. Uh, motorcycles. <laughs> two motorcycles? <laughs> How could they even? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, did you see my bumper sticker that Derek Oster yes. got me? Yeah. <laughs> My other car is a little, <laughs> two motorcycles with a little house in the middle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're if you're two if you're two consenting sentient beings, then God willing, or not God, Satan willing, <laughs> whichever, Whatever. Antichrist willing, uh, you're gonna make it work. So if you're two motorcycles and you're Parasolarophilus, Philophilus, you're. <laughs> <laughs> Parafalafel. If you're then if you're paramotorcycles and a parafalafels, you can do it. Pounded in the butt by falafel. By falafel. Got so many ideas. Brimming. Then you're gonna make it work. So if you're yeah, two Harleys. If you're sure, even you know what, even if you're a Yamaha and a Harley, Kawasaki. Why not? Now does Chuck Tingle mention with what, like make a model? No. Oh okay. Because of the motorcycles, no. No. Because I imagine. And I'm just just from what I've heard from yeah. What are you picturing? My uh, <laughs> I'm picturing Harleys because they got that mm-hmm. vibration. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm picturing those that type of motorcycle mm-hmm. for hogs. sure. <laughs> yeah, they're called hogs. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. I'm actually picturing them as uh, like. Are you picturing more crotch rockety? Yeah. Oh, I was not at all. I was picturing yeah. like a feminized motorcycle body. Mm. Up on the up on the back legs, up on the back wheels. That's what I was picturing with, like a head on top. I just like uh, handlebars, shoulder blades. Kind I feel of like situation. you can't mm-hmm. trust you can't mm-hmm. you can't trust crotch rockets. That's I, <sighs> that's true. Can't trust the motorcycles in this they story. Are racy. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why they drive cars. That's the part. Yeah, it's really strange. Well, that's like <clears throat> uh, in the movie Cars. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I've <laughs> <laughs> heard of it. I've heard of it. Um, there is a. Uh, uh, Lightning McQueen has a like a tra- a semi truck that he rides around in that like takes him from town to town. So he gets inside of another car, like it, a race car. Gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little weird. It is weird. Just be, he's inside no, that's that car. Love you guys. Yeah. So I mean, no, but motorcycles I, driving cars. I mean, Pixar did that. Something like a version of that. Uh, it doesn't make it any more explainable. Well. There, uh, I'm also thinking of like the car from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like the cabbie uh-huh. yeah. car, because that car like will get up on its like haunches and like walk around. Walk around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm picturing it. Yeah, and I'm pre- haunches. Uh, but I could also see that car getting in another cab. I don't think that <laughs> oh, happens. Can you? I don't think that happens in Who Framed. Ro- <laughs> yeah, I'm like just very like yeah. I can. I don't I know. Can why, picture it. Like I can picture all of this. No problem. Like <laughs> Chuck totally Tingle normal. and I are completely on the same page. <laughs> I'm trying to remember now because I think that cab <laughs> might get into another car because it gets flat tires at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Am I remembering that right? I think well, you're if right. it has flat tires, then it makes perfect sense that yeah, it would ride another car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I yeah I feel I feel okay with this. I don't. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah, I am fine with it. To me, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, it really does, and I feel like you know if you're a motorcycle and a car is willing to let you get in there. You go ahead and get in there. You just get in there. I mean, I'm, I assume these motorcycles have to change out the tread on their tires just like any other motorcycle, or maybe they don't. Maybe it's a fantasy world, but still, yeah, like I you're not gonna, you're not gonna always want to just be like, like going around. Sometimes you just need someone <laughs> to carry you. Sometimes you just want to relax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess, but they're both bitches. That's why. But, yeah, that's why I have my wife <laughs> carry me around on her back all the time. Yeah, sometimes you're like, "Can I just get on?" <laughs> like Yoda, she just carries me around like Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> I just need to ride around the house for a little bit. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> These dogs are barking. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Take me on stairs. We have a running gag in our house where Francie will say she wants Tucker to carry her upstairs, but he has to carry her like a baby getting married. <laughs> 
which is just like in his arms like this. Aww. And then Tucker Wait, says, babies don't get married. And she says, this baby does. <laughs> that's that's the whole bit. <laughs> My daughter has been, speaking of parasolophoruses, ah, we're all going as dinosaurs for Halloween. Cute. And... um. My my daughter Hadley has been really into the show called Gigantosaurus mm-hmm. on Netflix, and sometimes she'll make me carry her up the stairs. She'll be she'll be like carry me upstairs like Gigantosaurus, oh. and that means she that just means she wants me to go up on her on my back. Oh, <laughs> and okay. I just like hunched forward, just being like, oh. but she'll be like, uh, she she calls upstairs downstairs. So she'll be like, uh, let's go upstairs, uh, let's go downstairs, and I'll be like, okay, let's go, and she'll be like, Gigantosaurus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll carry upstairs like then, dinosaurs. Yeah, maybe getting married. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Do you want to rate this book, Leo? Oh, damn it! I, I, uh, I even decided what I was going to rate it, and then I forgot what I was going to say. I'll give Gosh. it three chocolate milks. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to give it. I was oh, going to give it exactly yeah. three chocolate Good. milks. Yeah, we're on the same oh my page. God, perfect. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's about right. Out of what five chocolate milks? Yeah. Yeah. All sure. right. Perfect. What do you think, Stephen? I'm going to give it how many chocolate milks? Out of five. Out of five. I'm going to give it five real frothy, bubbly chocolate milks. Drunken chocolate milks. (laughs) Well, don't forget that while we're winding into Halloween season, you can always read Chuck Tingle's The Call is Coming from Inside Your Butt. <laughs> Don't forget that. Uh, Any final I feel words? Like, yeah, the titles are really like the, the, the best part. Yeah, yeah, the best part. I want to read another one because I want to know what true Chuck Tingle is like when it's not just a political statement. Yeah, I'm kind of curious too. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Um, no, no final words. Um, a vote and listening to Star Trek sucks. Yeah, thank you. The, but do both those things. Yeah, and wash your hands and stay wash fresh. Hands, cheese bags. Stay fresh. Cheese bags. Whatever would we learn, what knowledge would we gain? Like you upon the morning blossom or candy for the brain. Place the books within our hand, discuss them anyway. Grab your tea and have a seat, we're overbooked and that's okay.